We are back in the saddle again for another stroll down memory lane. The year is 1997, and this is the home of Nostalgic Pro Wrestling Podcast. We are kicking out at two. Host Dave Rosenbluth along with my man Dennis J. Levy returning. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yes, it's been a long while since we've been doing this. As you know, our, our all-over-the-place schedule here, not weekly, maybe every other week, maybe monthly, but we're still pumping out content for all of you that, that follow us here. The kicking out of two crew, as I like to say. Uh, thank you so much for pressing play, hitting download, being a part of all the fun here as a part of the Retro Mania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Kicking out at two. This week we're going to be covering and watching the June 16th, 1997 episode of WCW Monday Nitro as this was the episode that Dennis Rodman made his WCW debut on Nitro. Uh, This would be the the, heading towards the Bash at the Beach 1997 pay-per-view where Hogan and Rodman would team up against Luger and the Giant. This is a pretty fun-filled Nitro. I remember watching this as as a young Dave Rosenbluth. Uh, the teenage Dave Rosenbluth, so I thought as 39-year-old Dave Rosenbluth, we'd go back and watch this again. Uh, it's on the Peacock. I'll give you all the directions. But, uh, Dennis, how have you been? It's been a long time. Really good. Work is good. Work is busy. I'm serving bartending. I mentioned this a million times, but to reiterate, yeah, so it's been good. Yeah, yeah. good. I'm yeah. glad to hear it. I mean, I, it's been a while. Last recording we had was the... Um, the, the, the War Games 1992 with Sting Squadron against the Dangerous Alliance. Justin joined me for that. And then I headed off to Aruba with my wife. We had our long overdue six year it was six years later, our honeymoon, finally. Uh, amazing time. If any of you are listening, ever been, I suggest you go. We did the all-inclusive thing, horseback riding, snorkeling, beach, pool, island tour. I mean, the people were so nice. It's, it's, it's our new home. It's going to be our new home, vacation spot. Uh, 100% for sure. So, uh, yeah, a great time as always. And then when I got back, I was ready to get back into the th- swing of things, back in the saddle, if you will. And uh, I caught the COVID. I'm, I'm, I'm part of the club now, I'm part of the Jelly of the Month club with everybody else that's got the COVID. Both both my wife and I, Mrs. Kicking Out It too. She got the COVID as well. So, um, but, uh, you know, I kicked out it too. She was, she was down for a little while, but... Uh, you know, it was, it was like an extended, you know, a run-in, so to speak. So, COVID took her out. They wrote her off TV. Um, they did the injury angle. She was out for about a week and a half or so, um, which in today's wrestling standards is a long time when they write someone off TV. And uh, But, you know, me, I it was like half a TV episode I was pretty much written off. So, <laughs> But nonetheless, I'm back, ready to do this. And uh, hopefully you all are ready with us too. So go to Peacock, the worst app in the history of America. Go to the WWE Hub. And then you're going to go to the WCW section on there. And you're going to search for Season 3, Episode 24, June 16th, 1997. It runs 1 hour, 36 minutes. Uh, So uh, when I give you the the countdown and press play, you're going to press play with me. Um, I'm going to start this with the audio um, immediately. Uh, the open's gonna. Sh- we're gonna see the NWO coming out in a limousine and uh, the arrival of Dennis Rodman with uh, Hollywood Hogan uh, to to start this episode of WCW Monday Nitro. So uh, uh, turn the volume down on your television, and uh, I'll turn the volume up on mine as we go back and watch this classic Nitro uh, with all of you. So without further ado, in five, four, three, two, one, press play. Or, hold on, let's try that again. Press play. Monday Nitro, and you 
There he is. Denise. <laughs> you know, I'll, uh, I'll mute it and then when we get to the promo or whatever. But we see the NWO walking in here. Uh, Hogan, Hall, Nash, Six, Bischoff, Randy Savage, and Dennis Rodman. Which you could probably argue that was like the elite, the top of the top within the NWO, would you say, Dennis? Yeah. I mean, there's been... Many opinions over the years of the NWO growing too big. Uh, too many cooks in the kitchen, if you will. Um, but if this were to have been just the group, just these guys, I think it would have been way more successful. Yeah. Well, granted, I don't, I don't, actually, I don't know if I agree with that. I think, so, I, I don't think it was the downfall of the NWO, in my no. opinion. Wasn't it even like the, the... Gathering half, half all the roster. I actually thought, thought that was kind of intriguing. Finally, they got a civil war, you know, a fair civil war and do it. The, the theory like, was good, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it, was, uh, it, was, uh, it was the story writing and, like, the people that actually booked the matches and all that. That's what, that's what fucked it all up. That, that, that they, they only focused on Hogan and maybe a savage. Then everyone else is fucking, they didn't know what the fuck to do with them. I mean, there were some of the guys that were part of that group that, that they used to give a rub to, like... Buff Bagwell. Buff was, you know, American male and pretty much a nobody yeah. for the most part. And then the, you put the NWO shirt on him and he was... He, buff the stuff. He was buff the stuff. He was yeah. important. Um, Conan. Conan, I thought, was a good fit in that group. Um, and even Kurt Henning to some degree. But, like, the likes of, like, Virgil and even Scott Norton, Horace yeah. Hogan, Crush, I think, was a part of the yeah, group at one point. Right. Um uh, Stevie Ray from the Harlem Heat. I mean, yeah. it just got way out of hand. I, I will say, though, um, and we're kind of fast-forwarding a little bit as we're watching this here, but um, what did you think of the split of the NWO when they went into two different groups? Oh, was, I thought it was awful. You did? I really did. I, I didn't like the Wolfpack. Well, granted, though, it's like... Why did you put... Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing that grubbed me, right? The one white knight that that that, that WCW had was Sting. Oh, and then they, they put him in a wolf pack. Yeah, that was fucking. I thought that uh, was. Yeah. I thought that was awful too. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that. I liked the the, the the idea and the theory that you know the group got so big that there was infighting within each other and they split and like the wolf pack was like WCW's version of DX at that time. They were a little renegade group um, within the NWO, and then Hogan had the Hollywood group and. I, it, I thought the theory worked. I didn't see that. I didn't expect that. I expected the NWO to be split up and disbanded completely, and everybody goes their separate ways. Maybe Hogan goes back to being a good guy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but uh, I didn't mind the split as a fan. But it was. It, I think it was way overdone and way watered down by that point. Uh, but let's uh, let's play the audio here for the promo with Hogan, Bischoff, and Rodman. Ha, 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 ha. 
They're in Chicago at this time. And you know, when you got Rod the Bond, the dirty dog Dennis Rodman, as your tag team partner, you are guaranteed victory. Four times world champion, six times rebounding champion. We called my mother a few minutes ago and told her we already beat him up, that we already won. Because it's in the house, bruh. He Hogan lying to his mother. <laughs> the outsiders got me on my toes. They told me to change with the times. They brought me up to speed. I love those guys. And my man, the six-pack, he can do it all night long. But they did it for us last night. And tonight, me and Rodman decided that we're going to flush that no-good stinky giant out in Flexi Lexi. And if they got the guts to come out here... I'm going to let Rodman beat both of them up by himself right here tonight. How about that? Hey, kid, that's a stupid thing. How about that? And you know what? The whole world knows that Dennis Rodman is a man of few words, don't we? But I know, Hot Rod, you got something you want to say about Luger and the Jack. Are we ready to rock tonight? Lex Luthor. You know, he's a, this is a tough one. Me. He may be bigger than me, but you know what they say? The old cliche, the bigger they are. That's right, baby. So, Giant Lex Luthor, where you are? <laughs> They're probably all cringing in the back. set the tone here for this Nitro. It sounds like a challenge yeah. has been made here for Lex Luthor. You think uh, that he actually knew his name or that was him trying to uh, tease him? Like kind of like... I couldn't tell. Like kind of like, you know, fuck with him. Like, you know, yeah, but did, did he do it by accident I, or, or did he do, 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 try to fuck with him? I can see it either tell? way. I, yeah, I, anyway. I mean, I, I, could, I could see it either way. I could see yeah. it being, you know, he's, he's screwing with him. Um, but uh, I got Hulk Hogan's book here in front of me, and there's a chapter actually on Dennis Rodman that I thought would be beneficial for us to, uh, um, uh, dis- you know, share with the audience here. It's uh, chapter 56 from the Hollywood Hulk Hogan book um, by Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Uh, this is about his interaction with Dennis Rodman. I ended up meeting Rodman at the Newport Beach Ritz Carlton. I figured we would have a quiet conversation. Talk a little bit about what he wanted to do and how he might want to be able to use him. Little did I know I was going to be a testosterone fest. Robin had all his boys there, his posse. Right off the bat, he started up with, what's the big deal? I can do that wrestling crap. I saw how it was going to be, so I looked him in the eye and said, you can't even make a basket, brother. How the hell are you going to wrestle? Before he could say anything, I gave him the other barrel. 
How many points you score last game, brother? Two? None? Robin saw he wasn't going to out-talk me, so he changed tracks. He said, drink some drinks with me, man. Kamikazes. And he got a waiter over and ordered his drinks. Then he took a seat at one end of the long table and held court with all his boys and girls, and I wormed my way down to the other end of the table. The kamikazes came, and I swear there must have been 50 of them. I said to myself, oh man, I'm in trouble here. This guy's a hard liquor fanatic. By the time I was on my way to my sixth kamikaze, I was starting to get a little sick. Okay, I thought, I'm not going to be able to hang with this guy. So because I was at the end of the table, I started taking the kamikazes and dumping them. I was dumping them in the plants, on the carpet, down the stairway to the kitchen. I don't know how the poor waiters didn't slip and fall. As far as Robin knew, I was drinking every one of those suckers. But he was relentless. He kept on coming. So finally, I said to myself, okay, I'm not going to get even with him. I called upstairs and got a hold of Brian Nobbs of the Nasty Boys. And he's a really good friend of mine. Get down here, I told Brian. I need some help, bro. I got Dennis Rodman down here and I want you to humble him. I could hear Nobbs snickering on the other end of the phone. I'll be, I'll be right down, he said. Don't worry. A couple minutes later, he come, here he comes, man. Brian swings through the door, slaps Rodman in the head two or three times and yells, You want to drink some drinks? I'm the nasty boy. I'll drink with you. You want to wrestle? See if you can keep up with me. To make a long story short, Brian Nobbs drank Dennis Rodman under the table. Then he took Rodman's agent outside, slammed him on the hood of my car. Then he took Rodman himself and started throwing him around like a rag doll in the parking lot. It was hilarious. It was a scene from from the damn Keystone Cops. Brian just abused these guys so much. Next day, Nobbs was on the plane with me and asked, did I do good? I said, brother... You did great. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good. That is a pretty good story. Um, so we're, we're, we see Glacier, Glacier. and, and, and um, Mortis. Wow, my two favorite jobbers, like for real. So I love was, gimmick wrestling. You know okay, I mean. so let me ask you something. So yep. you're how old are you? You're a couple years older than me, right? Uh, May, May 20th, 1980. So so you're so you're 40, 42. 42, Okay. Yep. So you know you're. You were, I was 14 at the time of this, so you must have been, uh, you're, what, three years older than me? Yeah. Two and a half? So, so you were, you were 17, 18 years old. You know, you were just about graduated high school, I think. This was WCW's attempt to capitalize on the popularity of the Mortal Kombat franchise. Yep. Oh, you just look at it. it now, you're a video uh, game guy. Oh, was love Mortal, Mortal Was Mortal Kombat. Com- okay. All right. So, at the time. You know, you just said you started off. You just said you you were into gimmick wrestling. Yeah. What did you What did you think of this presentation with Glacier and Mortis, and then eventually they brought Rathen, who was the former Adam Bomb in the WWF. Um, what What were your thoughts on on the the, the presentation of this? So, oh so, shit, that was a that was a really cool spot. Oh, but uh, so you're half right about the Mortal Kombat thing, but this wasn't meant for the Mortal Kombat video game. This no, I know that. I'm just saying the, it was a TV show, the Mortal Kombat TV show that that, that was after that was. After, I, I don't know if it was directly. It was a TV show. Yeah, it was Mortal Kombat. Um, oh, Mortal Kombat something or another. But but uh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. So, so this was. Um, it used to be right after Nitro. It used to be the Mortal Kombat. Um, I can't believe it. Oh, I know you're talking. All right, now I yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, so it I turned into it. a TV franchise. Okay, now I vaguely remember. And yeah, so the air after Nitro. Yeah, right? and Glacier okay. was part of the promotion. So, so okay. I loved the whole thing. I, I loved all, all the ball. I loved the show. It only lasted one season, but I loved the Mortal Kombat show. I loved that. Of course, it's, um, their interpretation of Reptile versus Sub Zero. Uh-huh. That, that that I I, I did. I, I fucking love Glacier. 
But granted, now as an adult, watching Clay Trey kind of sucks. But yeah. as a kid, I loved them. I really did. Okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. All my friends were into the Mortal Kombat. I didn't have. Now, what was the what was the game console it came out on? Was it PlayStation? No, no. Or was is, it, we're talking Sega Genesis. Too, okay. Se- all right. So it was Sega and Super yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, definitely, okay. Definitely. All right. I see. Even '97, they still. PlayStation was coming up, but it's it wasn't as popular nah, as some of the other ones. No, nah, so, not until like ninety, like ninety eight, ninety nine. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, see, in our in the Rosenbluth household, we were a little behind the times when it came to video game consoles. Like when when Nintendo came out, I wanted a Nintendo so bad, and that turned into I got Nintendo when. Super Nintendo came out. Yeah. And then Sega came out and we ended up getting a Sega. And then after Sega Genesis, um, I saved up money from working at a restaurant when I was 15 to buy myself a Nintendo 64. That was the last console I bought. And then my brothers, as they were younger, they did the PlayStation, they did the Xbox, they did all that other stuff. Um, I was, I had a lot of friends who were into the Mortal Kombat thing. I didn't, I wasn't as into it. I played the game a couple times here and there at some friends' houses, but I wasn't really into it enough. And then even when they brought this um, presentation and tried to, you know, get those video game fans, which a lot of them are wrestling fans as well, I still didn't have. Um, I, I still really wasn't as interested. We see Ernest Miller, yeah, um, who's the. Who's got a, a martial arts background? He was involved in this this storyline as like Glacier's buddy, backing up these backing up against these two. Um, and I also felt, in hindsight, not back then, but you had the reality based storyline of the NWO at that time, the, yeah. the hostile takeover <laughs> on the same show. Yep. Yet they gave us this. Yep. You know. So I felt like it was very counterproductive to what they were trying to accomplish when it came to catering to the 18 to 49 male demographic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just the hindsight I look at it. And it's like, all right, I get the reason behind it. Mortal Kombat was a big thing back then. I, I totally understand it. But by the same token, uh, you can make a very strong argument that it was counterproductive because what 18 to, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what, unless they were going to do a video game with these guys and put them in the Mortal Kombat game. That would be kind of cool. But anyway, that uh, Glacier, though, obviously wasn't very over. So No. <laughs> I mean, the, the videos were cool, and yeah. you came out with the snow and all the other good stuff. And uh, Oh, speaking of, uh, you were, we were talking about this off air, yeah. of the females, Medusa, who I, very underrated female. We're going we're gonna to listen to this promo here with her and uh, Mean Gene Oakland. Career on the line, you lost last night in Moline. Medusa has all of this sunk in yet. (laughs) (laughs) Whistling. Is she the babe? Yes. I came out here to say something that last night was the end of my wrestling career. So dumb. I I agree. Gene, I can't believe that I'm out here tonight. 
take it, take it easy. This is something that's going to take to some say, time. To say, no, 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 to say that. I just want to say thanks that it's to every one of you out there that has made Medusa who she is today. And I just want to say thanks for all the support from all my fans, my family, and my friends. And I love what I do. And in my heart, I'll always be a wrestler. And Jean. <laughs> saying her goodbyes tonight here in Chicago. I just can't believe I'm in front of everybody saying that it's the end of my career. And I just want to say goodbye. And I love you all, man. man Thank you, Medusa. What a touching moment here in Chicago. Tony, back to you. Yeah, I thought that was dumb, too. I guess it was them just trying to get rid of the women's division because... Uh, that they he, just started. Well, here's the thing. Akira... Hokuto. Hokuto, yeah. Name, name me one uh, title defense after Medusa. Fucking fine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They fucking... And they brought her in with such fanfare. She, she came in with the WWF yep. women's title. She dumped it in the trash on one of the very first episodes of Nitro. And then they did nothing with her. Virtually nothing. I don't think she was ever was a champion. She I remember, wasn't. I remember she fought Bull Nakano and and, uh, and Luna for a hot bit, but I don't think I was ever for the title or nothing. I don't think so either. And that, uh, yeah, because they did the women's tournament. Yeah, I mean, it's my own question. Because there was the women's tournament, the finals was her and Akira Hokuto, and Hokuto won, and she never won the title. Yeah. I Yeah, I, it was... You think that your uh, inaugural champion would be Medusa? It's just, That's what I figured. Just because of the simple fact of the way they brought her in and how she dumped the women's title in the trash. The WWF women's title. On yeah. a live Nitro. You would have thought that that would have been a no-brainer. Alright, we're going to build the, a, a women's division around her. Granted, it's, she still stayed with the company and she, she trained some of the women behind yeah. the scenes. and Eventually they brought her back. They paired her up on TV with Randy Savage a couple of years later, which I thought was a pretty cool pairing. Yeah, I I, I kind of dug that when they tried to reinvent Randy Savage in '99. I mean, the, the the wheels were already starting to fall off for WCW by that point. But um, yeah, I thought that was a dumb idea. A, uh, a, a, a total babe, though. My my oh total totally. She was even hotter in WWF too. I, mean, I guess yeah. she was a little tad younger, but yeah. But like her like Elijah Blaze outfit killed it compared to yeah. the Medusa outfits. My opinion. Yeah, she was she was like one of the first. Like, I mean, women in wrestling were either like not very attractive at one oh, point. Oh my god, I can barely tell that it was Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, look at that, Chavo Guerrero. He's gonna he, wrestle Dean Malenko on this episode of Nitro. The Iceman. Yep. Do you know he suffers from Parkinson's disease? Uh, oh, Malenko. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. To hear. He works behind the scenes. He's a coach for AEW, but he's 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 battling Parkinson's. That's awful. But the fact that he could still work, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't know what how far along in the process he's he is with the disease, but my goodness. And could they say like even like Michael J. Fox? I mean, you can't even like understand what he's saying now. Yeah, he's so he's he's in rough shape too. Yeah. I mean, he's. I mean, unfortunately for him, it's it seems like over the years in the last decade or so, it's just gotten progressively worse for him. Um, I'm assuming Malenko's probably the same, right? I you know what I mean. 
I, I mean, he still does public appearances. He still, you know, does autograph mm-hmm. signings at conventions. He looks good, but he's still able to coach the guys, you know, behind the scenes in yeah. AEW. So, and Chavo's made a great career out of it, you know, his his run uh, between this and the stuff he did with his with his uncle Eddie in both in WCW and WWE. Um, he's also made a, a a nice living for himself uh, as the the wrestling uh, trainer and liaison for. Um, on the, the Young Rock TV show on NBC. Oh, really? Yeah, so he trains all the actors to, to take the bumps and That's stuff cool like that. That's a cool gig. I know he was involved in Lucha Underground for a little while. Uh, he even had a brief run on AEW as like a manager uh, to Andrade. So uh, Really? I, I totally missed that. Yeah, it was like a quick like three-week thing, and then oh, yeah. they dumped him. Uh, they, they, they dumped him off TV because he was going to be doing work on the Young Rock uh, uh, television okay. series. And then... There was an interview that came out recently that he he wasn't he was under the impression he still had a job with AEW um, that he was going to come back. So he had some disparaging things to say about Tony Khan and the company regarding his a lot of his, people his dismissal. A lot of people are not talking highly of Mr. Khan right now. I'm not talking about I'm talking about the shoot interviews now, like the few releases of like. Uh, <clears throat> Oh, anyway, I'm just... Like, Bischoff's got a thing. Bischoff and him have been kind of going at yeah, it. Yeah, what's that bit. all about? Well, I think... I, I, Khan... I think Tony Khan, you know, because of the... I, I think, you know, because he's such a big fan, you know, and he respects the history of wrestling, he's tried to compare what he's done to what Eric Bischoff did in WCW. He he tried... Now, now let me ask you this question, okay? We're watching Nitro right yep. now. This is the height of WCW's success, in my opinion. 97, totally. yeah. 96, 97, even you can argue maybe parts of 98 where they were super successful as an organization. You know, printing money, left and right. Tony Khan in various interviews has tried to compare himself to and his and AEW's success to the early days and the success of Money Nitro. He's even he's even compared CM Punk. Brian Danielson and Adam Cole signing with AEW in the same vein that Hall and Nash and their impact they had. He even said they have they've had a bigger impact on AEW than Hall and Nash had a bigger impact in WCW. Oh, that's ludicrous. Yeah, exactly. Now he could just be talking out of his ass to try and get yeah. people to 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 watch his, that's his what show. I'm guessing. But I mean, I've listened to some interviews with him. He was on Bischoff's podcast like last year. This is before Bischoff was critical of the product, um, and you know he sounds like a super fanboy, which I admire his passion and his enthusiasm for wrestling. Because let's face it, everybody that's come down the pike that's tried to compete with Vince McMahon and the WWE since two thousand and one, some of them have had no experience. In, Dixie Carter had yeah. no experience in wrestling; she was just the money behind TNA. Jeff Jarrett was the one that was kind of the wrestling part of, of, of management and trying to, you know, build the company in that regards. Tony Khan is a fan with a lot of money. You know, some will say a money mark, if you will. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, he's, Bischoff's had some, he's, he's been, he's been constructively critical of their programming and the way that the company is growing. Um, because I think based on his experience during this time in WCW, but by the same token, we're in a different era. There was no social media. There yeah. was no TikTok, no Twitter. 
television is stream is streaming now on the internet. That wasn't the case, you know, 25 years ago, because we see Dean Malenko finishing off Chavo Guerrero with the Texas Cloverleaf and the replay here. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, who who else have you uh, heard that's been very critical of uh, one Tony Khan? Oh, okay, of course, my main man, uh, Jim Cornette. Yes, I just saw a quote: "Worst yeah. amateur booker in wrestling," something like that. Yeah, that um, I I I really I really want to be an AEW like like uh, like wagon and say like 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 I would I want to be like a regular watcher and all that stuff, but I can't. It sucks. It's not really product. I don't sucks with the bad terminology, but. I hate. You no, know what though? I'm so used to like. I don't know what I mean. But uh, but like WWE is so bad right now. But like, but like, I so I, I want to watch AEW. But yeah. I can't do it. I just I I don't appreciate it. I really don't. I appreciate seeing Punk and Brian Danielson, and 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 um oh you you know who I fucking love right now? Who yeah. are my favorite wrestlers? Are are fucking FTR. Thank yeah. God for them. Yeah. Thank God for FTR. Yeah. They're a throwback. The, 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 they're, the one, they're the two motherfuckers that are actually taking this fucking shit seriously. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's parts of it I like and there's parts of it I don't like. I I I've I've been I was intrigued by the 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 build up with Wardlow and MJF. Yeah. Even the That was the, a good story. Yeah. They, they thought, a good story there. You know, I thought that that was tremendous. I thought the build up, you know, and then now with MJF this possibly being a worked shoot, yeah, um, and the things that he's had to say, I'm interested to see if they're gonna. If it sounds like to me that they're going full bore with a a a recreation of the Summer of Punk storyline. Well, they tried to, and I got hurt. You know, but no, now but with MJF yeah. walking out on the company, the his version of a pipe bomb, if you will. Yeah, as we see Luchador Super Calo. Um, Making his way down to the ring. So I don't remember this guy. He was he like a hip hop blue show? I guess so. I don't know what the I don't know what the whole. There you go. Yeah. But um, yeah, he was a part of the influx of the cruiser. He was like a he was oh the chairman. Oh, I'm so sad he's dead. He. Did you ever see how that injury? He's not dead. Lou Parker's dead, dude. You sure about that? Yeah, dude. He went head first into the guardrail and fucking died. Mm, I don't know about that. I thought it was Lou Parker. Maybe LaParka was in the match. I thought the chairman went head first into the guardrail and like died like two days, three days later. That that, that it was crazy. It was on the internet. Somebody did. I thought it was LaParka. Yeah, you're right. Head 100%. first into the guardrail. You gotta look up the. You gotta, you gotta, I'm gotta, looking at right you now. Gotta, you gotta see that footage, dude. It I'm was, looking at right now. It was I'm going, awful. I'm going on. See, speaking of which, there he is. Yeah, poor guy. I had no idea. Yeah. Wow. LaParka, I'm reading an article from January 12th, 2020, when the world was just about to collapse. He died. Um, he died going head first. In, in the, from injuries sustained guy. in a fall during a match yeah. in October. Oh, it was terrible. Ugh. You, but he didn't. He died months later. Oh, was it months? I thought it was like weeks. Well, yeah. The story that CNN posted okay. was from January of January twelfth of twenty twenty, but the injuries took place in a match in October of twenty nineteen. Okay. So it sounds like he was he wasn't the same after the, um. After after that match, and what is, Sarah, in the near future, uh, the like, like I'll do, do it. a heavy heart and like 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 one eye closed. That dude is really a nasty injury. It was nasty. 
I thought Laparka in WCW was fun to watch with the whole chair thing, and he kind of brought a little bit I of a personality. I fucking love Laparka. Yeah. He was, you know, do you, do you remember the WCW NWO Revenge video game for Nintendo 64? I hated in the, in the 64, so no. Really? Oh, okay. That was so, my, like, the graphics, and anyway. I'd the graphics had like a oh. cartoon graphic aspect that okay. I liked, but it, I liked the gameplay because... You didn't have to press like up, left, circle, joystick, X, Y, Z to get right. one punch out. You could press all kinds of buttons and you did some badass moves. All right. So Laparka was one of the guys I used to like playing in the game. And then they used to do their taunts. So if you like toggled the joystick, you would gain more power. There, there was like a barcode up top that had the, the, the wrestler's name. Yeah. And if it was full, like if it was like green, like full... That meant that they were at like the, their their top strength, but as you got beat up, the like the barcode would like go down all the way till it was red, and then once it was empty, that usually meant you got beaten. Like they pinned you. And that it was, was over. cool. So, but like if you use the toggle button on the on the, the joystick on the Nintendo sixty four controller, you would take the guy would do their signature like their taunt or like their strut. So Laparka, if you hit it, he would do like his little like chairman kind of strut that oh, he would do. Oh, that's so cool. And then or like. If like you were, let's say you were, um, you were like Kevin Nash, he would do like the signature like arms raised yeah. in the air, holding the wolf pack, or Scott Hall with like the 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 way he like walked out through the curtains, stuff like that. So six would do the crotch chop, like it was it. It was a fun game. I used to love that game. That was that was one of the best games ever. Was that the game though? Actually, I might vaguely remember this. Was the WCW NWO. Think hard. Was this the one where Laparka? It came out of the ring with the chair. But like, as soon as the match started, ding, 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 and the match, the chair magically vanished. Yeah, yeah. So he'd come out. They would have like the. They would have like. They'd come out the entryway. Where yeah. There was the nitro. So you, and you got to pick like which arena you wanted to go to, which was so totally awesome. You could change their outfits. You could change the color of their their. Uh, their uh their their ring gear stuff okay. like that. So I remember one time I was messing around and I changed when the NWO split and did the wolf pack and and um the black and white. I took some of the NWO guys and I put them in like red and black and then I took some of them put them in oh, white and black. Cool. Like, yeah. yeah. So you could do stuff like that, which was a lot of fun. Um that was a that that was a classic video game. I know you weren't a big sixty. You said you weren't a big I Nintendo sixty four, yeah. but Ugh. that was a classic video. And they had just about everybody on the roster in WCW at that time. Like every all the NWO, you had everybody. It was it was such a fun fun game. I don't know what he's doing here. Oh, Ooh. Alabama Slam! It looks like I tell you what, I would not want to take an Alabama Slam. No, that could Ooh. that could go wrong in so many I could, different ways. I would do Powerbomb all day, but Alabama Slam, no, thank you. Oh, I mean, same same force on the mat where you land. It's just the way you get put down. I, guess, I just don't be, like that that G force. Like oh, like you yeah. like you. I think McIntyre does that too, but like he reverses the guy, so the guy lands like stomach first, yeah. like face first, a little bit more safer. You kind of see where you're landing as opposed to you know tucking your chin and laying flat back. I don't know. Thank you. But yeah, um, yeah. Laparka was fun to watch in WCW. He was. Uh, he, uh, you know, he he brought a little bit more personality yep. to the Luchadors because you know you can make an argument it's kind of hard. Um, That's to a get finisher. A, what the top rope Hurricane Rana? That's it. No, anyway, yeah. whatever. <laughs> I was hoping the, I, I wanted to see Leparka's finisher. I, I, I'm like, is it just a chair shot? Is that, was that his finisher? I don't remember. I, mean, I don't either. So I don't anyway, remember, to be honest with you, um, you know what I've noticed too with some of these. Um, <laughs> oh Jesus! 
Oh my God! Did you see that? Look at that chair. Yeah, he broke it. If you're watching this with us, he just leveled him with a chair. Broke the chair. It's one of those chairs. It looks like a chair you'd get in a classroom at like elementary yeah, school. Yeah, exactly what is that, that is. It's not a, a traditional folding chair. He took... Holy shit. And he broke it. And he broke it. <laughs> over this dude's head. And you wonder why people get CTE. Yeah, you can't do... You won't, you won't be seeing You'll that see spot. You'll see that now. No, you're not going to see that spot. Nowadays. I will say that AEW has done head chair shots, but they gimmick the chairs. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did hear that. But they, I hear one time they didn't give him the chair, and it was really And bad. it busted Cody up. Yeah, Cody. Yeah. Sean Spears nailed Cody, and he had to get, like, a bunch of stitches in the back of his head. Look at that chair. <laughs> and he he and he let him do it too. It's yeah. not like he put his hands up to protect his to, to protect the shot either. He let him do it. My goodness. Holy shit. Let's listen to Gene Mean. Look how good the giant looks. Oh, yeah. A million bucks. Airbrush drawing, yeah. 
All right, we've set the tone. Look at that. Now we got a challenge accepted. Looks like we're going to have a little impromptu main event. Um, by the way, this pay-per-view took place, or this match, this show took place, I should say. It's easy for me to say. Uh, following the Great American Bash the previous evening, which was main evented by, um, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, DDP and Randy Savage. Okay. As we see Jacques Rougeau. The, I love the Quebecers. The Mountie. I think they were known as Raw is crap. <laughs> I think they were known as the Amazing French Canadians. There's uh, Pierre, which you know he's still working today. PCO. Yeah, that's good. The Bar Barker, but uh, what's the name? Colonel Robert Parker. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm a Colonel Robert Parker. <laughs> yeah. He's a Quebecer now. Fucking Colonel Sanders, for Christ's sake. Oh, he's a, he's a good. I, I, I liked, liked Parker. Him. I liked him. I liked Parker. I liked him with um, what was the, those? The, uh, the stud guy. stable. Yeah. Bunkhouse Buck, Dirty Dick Slater. He had Terry Funk at one point, Arn Anderson. Oh, so Mang was his bodyguard. I like the stud yeah, stable. Mang. I thought that was a cool little group. The Colonel Rama Pocket <laughs> I'd love Harlem Heat. And Harlem Heat. This is my favorite Harlem Heat right here with Sherry. This is my favorite Harlem they, Heat. This was a good this was a good presentation, I must say. Um Harlem Heat with Sherry and and uh Stevie Ray. Although I did like when Parker was their manager too, and she and he was dating Sherry. That was kind of funny. That was kind of a fun dynamic. Yeah. But Harlem Heat, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, uh, WWE Hall of Famers. They went in together as a team. Well deserved. Uh, oh yeah, definitely well deserved. Uh, uh, amazing French Canadians here, Pierre and Jacques. Uh, you put the Quebecers in someday. I think they'll put their. I think they would put the Rougeaus in. Jacques and Raymond as yeah. a team. I think they'd put them in. If you put if you put the Bushwhackers in, then you could put the Rougeos in. I but I would put the Quebecers in too, man. They were tag team champs for a long time in the nineties. Yeah, I I mean, they had some good matches with the Steiners uh, in uh, in the WWF. I remember some of those. Yeah. Those were some fun matches. Um, of course, men in a mission. Yeah, I could, I, I could do without those matches. You didn't like those matches. No, yeah, no, okay. no, no, no. I don't. You're just, I'm you're just balls. yeah, busting balls. All right, I'm trying to think who else. Um, shit, Quebecers. Uh, they yeah. wrestled uh, one, two, three kid Marty Janetti. They lost the belts to them. Okay. And then they won them back uh, like a house show uh, in '94. Um, what else did they do? Uh, Brett and Owen. The famous, I kicked your leg out of your leg at the Royal Rumble. Of course. That's yeah. probably the most famous match. That's, yeah. probably their, yeah. th- that's probably their most famous match as a yeah. team. Yeah. Rouge- I know Rougeau's kid's trying to get into wrestling. Jacques. I don't know if he's training at the Performance Center or not, but I, I think he's... I oh, think, he's a WWE guy, huh? I, thi- I, I think maybe. I thought he was going to be AEW. I really did. I mean, everyone's AEW. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 yeah, they, they signed everybody. <laughs> yeah. They they got enough for 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 four traveling brands, you know what I mean? So many guys in their roster, it's 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 insane. This here, not the best presentation of Colonel Robert Parker. No, I will definitely say. not. I like the 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 the, the southern uh, promoter, if you will, that he was. Not this uh, not this uh, um, you know French Canadian sympathizer. <laughs> I don't will. get that uniform though. That's supposed to be the Canadian Army or something. I don't know. Civil it, War it looks or some like, shit. I don't know. It, was, I don't know. it looks like the you know, World War One, like Australian. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, he, he looks like a. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna <laughs> try and think about that there. But Harlem Heat, man. Um, 
definitely a staple in uh, WCW tag team wrestling. I uh, I thought they had some great matches with the Steiners, the Nasty Boys, the Outsiders. Yeah. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on, you know. Booker T eventually became a success singles-wise coming out of this. Stuff he did, in, you know, mid-card, and then eventually he was the last WCW champion. Uh, officially under the WCW banner. I don't count yeah. The Rock as the WCW champion. Uh, and PCO. Let me yeah, you like, 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 for example, you don't count, like, fucking, like, ECW, right? You don't count the WWF stuff, do you? Like, the last ECW champion, you don't say it's fucking, like, Ezekiel or something. No, no, right? no, no, no. The <laughs> last ECW champion was, was, uh, was Rhino. Thank you. In my opinion. Thank you. Which I thought was strange that um, when ECW did return as a brand in 2006, that they didn't include. I mean, Rhino, I know he was working for TNA at the time, but they didn't try to include the Rhino maybe like dropping the belt and yeah. stuff like that. So they just kind of made RVD the ECW champ. But we're getting a little off topic here as we see Stevie Ray, big Stevie Ray. I was a, I was a fan of Stevie Ray. I mean, I I, I could have cared yeah, less for him uh, as as a part of the NWO. Me too. Um, like, why would you want to break him up? I I get it. You see, you see Booker T's potential, or whatever. But I don't know. I I, I hate when they broke up. I did. I I didn't appreciate Stevie Ray's. I mean, I enjoyed Harlem Heat as a team. Ooh, Ooh. that was that <laughs> that was that almost hurt. pretty ugly. <laughs> that hurt. Yeah. Um. I, I didn't appreciate Harlem Heat as a team at that time. I liked them, but like I, I didn't think, like, oh, my God, they're one of the greatest ever. As Jacques just threw the boot out of the ring in front of the referee. I oh, out. kick out. I'm about to say, I'm like, Stevie, what are you doing? But you saw him get hit by the boot. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty poor. Yeah. Um, I got the Mitch Patrick Clary side, too. But like, Oh, here we go. Oh, is it? Is this the, the Harlem sidekick? Yeah. I think Probably so. Probably it. Yeah, this has got to be it here. One. Two, three, and your winners of this match, the Harlem Heat. Short but sweet. I kind of liked it. Yeah, it was, you know, didn't go too long. Yeah. You remember when Stevie Ray, oh, you didn't watch a lot of WCW towards the end, when Stevie Ray was a color commentator? Oh, I totally missed that. He was actually, he was actually pretty solid. He wasn't bad. Who did he do it with? You remember? Uh, Shivani and uh, uh, Mark Madden, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was like it was like the last, you know, towards the end. I'd say like two, like mid to mid to late two thousands. They put him, they put him in the booth. But there's been stories out there that there was um, there was a uh, a, a racial discrimination lawsuit by um, uh, a couple African American wrestlers at, within WCW at the time, and therefore WCW ended up. Uh, Putting him in that position as a way to kind of make up for uh, the lawsuits. You see, J- James J. Dillon, J.J. Dillon, let's yep. see what we got here. Been answered, uh, and that's a real plum for Nitro. All right, apparently there's some other business to be conducted at this time, and maybe you can address the concerns of the Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry. Well, as you know, Gene, a match was ordered at the Great American Bash between the Steiner Brothers and Harlem Heat to determine who should be next in line to deface. The tag team champions who are currently 
The outsiders hauling that. Gentlemen, one at a time, please. Oh, Krillin. He were declared the victors by disqualification, but Gene, if there was ever a tainted victory, I mean, it was interference. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You said as long as we won, you didn't say how we won. Let him finish. It's very obvious to me that once again the NWO is attempting to manipulate the rankings, the standings, in order to handpick opponents. What other possible explanation could there be for Vincent coming down the ringside when the Steiners clearly had the upper hand and as a result of his actions, the Steiners were penalized? King Oakland, this is just another part of WCW and this crossover sucker right here. We know what's going on. We are the fans. Wait a minute, you might be in cahoots with this man, Vincent. We're not in cahoots with anybody. If anybody knows us, they know we stand alone and we can be anybody. Just like we did them two pups last night. Excuse me, Gene. In order to be fair to all parties involved, the executive committee has decided to order one week from night, right here on Nitro. One week from tonight. Right, a rematch between oh, who's the that? Oh, Vincent. and Harlem Heat. And I guarantee you this time, Gene, we will not have a tainted victory. commercial break look at that Harlem Heat putting a beating on the NWO yeah full crowd there United Center sold out will be the home for the upcoming AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door shocking right AEW does a pay-per-view in Chicago I know, right? Well, I mean, it's a big market for them. They they, they yeah. draw. Hey, I'm not hating it. I'm just saying, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. NW, yeah, and they're going to do the all-out pay-per-view in Chicago later, <laughs> the Labor Day uh, weekend as well. You see the NWO, Kevin Nash, Six, and now the, the late Scott Hall. Yeah, that's sad. I know, man. That, 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 was, that was a heartbreaker for sure. He'd been, he, he had gotten his life back together. So, you know, in the last 10 years, with his health and... It was uh, very... As long as I know, too. Maybe maybe you can correct me on this, but it just seemed like Scott Hall really only hurt himself. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. I mean, I get it. He he probably missed a couple matches because of his alcohol abuse and all that other stuff. But who did he really hurt? Only himself. So that's that's why I really, really... My heart was broken when when he passed away. I mean, in the last... I I had... Read an interview with uh, Waltman here six. Uh, he Meltzer actually interviewed him not long after you know Hall passed, and apparently, um, you know he was doing he was doing pretty well for himself, uh, staying clean, uh, you know keeping up with his health, and and uh, COVID did a number on him because he was living by himself, and yeah. you know he was he was his own worst enemy when he had enough time to think and. 
he, he got back into the habit of drinking again. Um, and then, you know, he, he fell down and, and, and hurt his hip. And once he did that, um, that was the beginning of the end. Broke his hip, then had to have hip replacement surgery. And then complications from that came uh, in the form of uh, uh, three heart attacks. Blood clot leading to three heart attacks. It was just, Shit, yeah. Mind. And it just went downhill from from there ever since. Uh, Waltman had said in, the, in that interview that um, he hadn't heard from Scott in a few days, so he called DDP, and DDP uh, went over to his house because he lived nearby. Yeah. And found him on the ground. He had been, he had fa- he had fallen and been, couldn't get up for, for days, uh, which is awful. Oh, he, was, he was still alive? He was still alive, yeah. Wow. It's awful. Um, so he was just dazed or a broken hip on the ground. Yeah. And oh, my God, poor guy. Yeah. That's my worst fear. Actually, I have a roommate, thank God, right? Yeah. But let's, just, let's just say my roommate today goes, oh, Dennis, I'm sick of your shit, pack your shit, right? Uh, that's my one thing I'm afraid of, like living my own, you know? I'm, I'm good. I, I, and I really do believe this. So that I might have a serious girlfriend here and there and all this stuff, but I'm never going to get married. I know that. Yeah. And I just know who I am, you know? That, 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 uh, but but yeah, that's my worst fear. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be alone one day and just like fall on some stairs or whatever, you know? Crack. Uh, what the fuck? And then yeah, that's scary. Yeah, it is. It's very scary. Um, so we see uh, six uh, taking on Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Um, this was probably a, a dream match back then, if you think about it. You Not know, for me. Si- you don't think so? You no. weren't a big six guy, right? No. One, two, three, kids, six guy, and six. I was not a big fan of. Now, even X when he became X Pac later. This is way before that. It yeah. really was. I I never. I, I don't know. It sounds hypocritical. Like I like, like I like when when like like when like a small guy wrestles a small guy. Ah, look at this. What is going on here? Is that purpose? It's the. <laughs> it's the pyro to start the second hour of Nitro. Oh. But they do it in the middle of the match. <laughs> How dumb is that? <laughs> they go to everybody's standing up thinking somebody's coming out or something. You know, there's gonna be a run in. It's just the it's just the pyro that they do to start the second hour. My mind is blown that they would do that. It's probably just a, a production error, a timing issue. And it just like every hour it just goes off. Well, I don't know what? if you remember, but on Nitro, right yeah, at the start of every that. hour, yeah. they would do and the pyro. Welcome to hour two of Raw. Yeah, Nitro. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, they did the fire. Look at all the smoke in the ring. It's, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've it ever just, saw. It, it just took away from part of the match. This spot here, too. No, thank you. I can't see you. No, thank you. The Bronco Buster? On my back of my head? Yeah, that's... that's No, oh, yeah, thank that's, you. That's rough. No, thank you. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's dangerous. Jesus. Yeah. No, thank you. But yeah, I've always been a big fan of... Uh, Two small wrestlers, wrestler and whatever. I know you say, hey, how about this match, you know? Yeah. But, like, when one, two, three kid, like, um, I don't know. When he started beating up, uh, beating, beating some of the wrestlers, I were plus 300. I was, I was. The bigger guys? Yeah, I was done with them. So, you didn't care for the, the, know, the, 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 the match with Razor Ramon that got the, him the, on the, the, put the, him bite, on the, the Yeah, you're talking about the, the baby match? That, no, too. The, no, that was the official when I was done with them. No, not the baby match. Yeah, I mean that was that goes without saying. That was awful. Yeah, the, the diaper match we got yeah. put the diaper on. Yeah, that goes without saying. I'm talking about the the, the first meeting 
on that memorable Monday Night Raw. All right, I'll admit. Where okay. he, he had the upset victory. Finally got his first win over Razor. That was... It was getting so oversaturated with the jobber matches mm-hmm. that that was pretty cool. But granted, you could have done that with anybody. I'm with fucking... Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm with fucking Jim Powers. He was on a shoot interview once. He goes goes to Vince. He goes, how come that wasn't me? He was like, yeah, it could have been. It sucks to be you, nerd. I don't know if Jim Powers could have done that as successfully as, as Waltman did. I mean, Jim Powers was a bigger guy than yeah. Waltman. That's just me personally. I don't think he could have done it with anybody, but... So, like, what do you think was better, in your opinion? Um, Barry Horowitz beating uh, uh, Skip or or fucking one two three kid beating, beating Razor Ramon? Um, so, I think one two three kid beating Razor Ramon was designed to make him into a star. Like... To further, yeah, you know, instead of point. making yeah. him an enhancement talent or a jobber, if you want to refer to it as. I think the Barry Horowitz thing was just something that they threw at the wall to see if it would stick. And I think that they, they, they threw him a bone because he's been, he'd been as, lo- you know, Barry Horowitz was that the typical journeyman wrestler. He yeah. wrestled everywhere and, and helped make stars as an enhancement talent for so many years. I remember for years... You would see him on WWF Superstars or Wrestling Challenge take a beating. And then five hours later, I go turn on WCW Saturday night and he's getting that beating somewhere else too. I mean, yeah. he was everywhere as as a, as a enhancement talent. But I think at that period of time in 1995, when they did that with him, I think it was something that they were, they, they were trying out to see if it would work. Um not to not for any future long term aspect for him. Oh, that's a nice move. Oh, and we get Hall, and then there comes. Is that a disqualification? Come on, ref. Oh, that was that was kind of botchy there. Look at this. I never got wrestling. I never got wrestling knowledge. Where it's like, oh, <laughs> that 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 those guys could go in the ring, fuck around because they didn't hit him. They're, the they're referee, still, d- yeah. Oh, look at this little cross-face chicken wing yeah, action. Yeah, that was his finisher back then. Oh, you know what? I Now I remember yeah. that. Now they watch it. And we got ourselves a winner. And it looks like the NWO is going to rain on this parade and beat on him a little more post-match action. I thought that the, the, the intention was... So, to answer your question, I thought yeah. the... I, th- I like the one, two, three kid one better than the Barry Horowitz because... Yes, it was cool to see Barry Horowitz get a win. It was it was fun, you know, because I grew up watching him on television, getting beat up every week. Um, but long term, I don't think it had I don't think it had that many that much mileage. Like I remember on an older podcast we did, you talked about wanting to see maybe Barry Horowitz get a tag team run with Hakushi. Yeah, I would have loved to see them. As a and family. I think as an underdog team, yeah. like a little odd couple pairing, I think it could have worked. But past that, I don't think there was anything else you could have done. With nah, that. that was their cap. So you, know, a, you brought a good point. Where I think there was a little more range with Waltman. You know, he went one, two, three, kid. Yeah. He was a baby face forever. And then he sold out to DiBiase and became this little weasel wrestler, which then eventually transformed him into six as a part of the NWO, as we see... Nash grabbed the mic. Let's let's see what Big Sexy's got to say. Guy, I can tell you that. Just like on the Discovery Channel, people, survival of the fittest. Keep on dogs like Piper and Grandpa 
Huh. Hey, yo. We've heard so much about Piper and Flair and how they're the icons. Well, last night, the Wolfpack beat them. So to those guys, I just want to say, whatever. <laughs> but a special treat for everybody in Chicago is a real icon. He's the master of the madness. He's the one and only Macho Man Randy Savage. Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, she's a babe. My first crush. She's one of Yeah. That's for me, personally. My first crush. That's a great question. I think... I think Liz might have been my first crush, too. Yeah? Look at about it. Amazing. Just a little sidebar. I'm going to mute this for just a minute. We'll get back to it in a, in a moment. I wanted to bring this up. Do you know, Dennis, that when Randy Savage was in WCW, he lobbied to get Miss Elizabeth a job in WCW? Really? Yeah. And this was af- long after they had been divorced. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And he remained friends with her and looked out for her and helped negotiate a pretty sweet deal for her to get into WCW, um, which I thought was... Number one, professional and very admirable, considering the way that their relationship had ended. Yeah. Publicly, as we all knew. She left him, and he was possessive over her, and all this other stuff. You've heard the stories before. Uh, but yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up. He, he, he helped negotiate a sweet deal for her. Let's, uh, let's go back to the audio here. To the rest of the New World Order, the Wolf Pack is cool, brother! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. This is an incredible show. Hey! And Savage! We are, 
Where's that voice from? I'm over here, you idiot! Huh. DDP! Hey! Where is he? Nice job last night! He's up Blue in the Raptors! Oh, Kimberly, no, that's a big. Yes. That you couldn't get the job done yourself. Now you did the job. You needed Hogan twice to take me out. And now you're tag teaming with Hall. Well, that's cool. That's real cool. Because nobody knows Scott Hall better than I do. So I got on the phone last night and I made a few calls to some key players and I found myself a tag team partner and everybody here knows who he is. the Jack Savage and you too, Hall. Let's get it on at the bash at the beach. Bang! Bang! He's got a partner and he said everyone knows who it is. He's up in the Raptors looking down at the ring. Keep running your mouth, Paige. We'll send Robin up there to take care of all right, challenge set for Bash at the Beach. Eventually, this would end up being uh, Kurt Henning uh, would, would make his WCW debut as Diamond Dallas Page's tag team partner, which we'll talk about um, at another time. But, uh, yeah, loaded Nitro so far. Yeah. Definitely a loaded Nitro. As we go to commercial break, we come back. Full house in Chicago. I think you tell. Look at that. That was the that was the 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 site of the uh, the very. Uh, they hosted SummerSlam '94 in that arena. Really? Yeah, the United Center. Ultimo Dragon. I'm a huge fan of Ultimate Dragon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. I was uh, very sad that his push in WWF wasn't very good. Um, I mean. It was during a time period where they were like hot and cold with the with the cruiserweights. Yeah, that's true. You know, I I thought honestly that he would have with the mask and the look and the presentation that they would have been behind it more the way that they got behind Rey Mysterio. But I don't know what happened. He looked like seriously. He looks like like should be an instant like like cla- classic like IC champion. You know what I mean? Um, I would have thrown him in there. You know what I mean? And, and, but anyway, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I thought he was going to get a serious run with the Cruiserweight title in WWE. I thought that they... Did he, did he ever win anything in WWE? I don't remember I don't much. So. Oh, look at this. Jericho and Sonny Ono. I think this is Sonny trying to buy off Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is, this is babyface Jericho. Lionheart Jericho. Oh, I like Kill Jericho way better. Now, which heel from WCW or his time in the WWE? WCW. Yeah. I loved heel. With Ralphus. Yeah. And I did yep. that with the, the man of a thousand and two holds. And some Mal- yep. You did, you did the spoof on Malenko. <laughs> and he, he had that big list. He would read it off. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Oh, that's classic. That's a, that's a classic uh, 
Uh, in fact, there was, I believe it was at not this Nitro, but it was in that very building where he did that the 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 that promo where he listed off all the the holds he did. It was so and they went good. to commercial. And, <laughs> He's still right, and they it. were still doing it. And then they come back, and I love. Yeah. I'll give my left nut for the fucking footage of him like. During the commercial break, I really was. Well, you, you ever heard the story about what he did during the break? No. He so, didn't, he didn't so, he go, so, so you do the match. Oh, yeah. He reads off all the you know the names at the end. You, you go to commercial, and he gets the word <laughs> from like the referee or one of the, the directors at ringside, you know, like, all right, we're commercial break. So during the commercial, he's like pretty much like, you know, ripping all the sports teams. <laughs> the Bulls suck, the Cubs, the White Sox, the Blackhawks, everybody sucks. He cuts this. You know, crazy heel promo, shooting down all the the, the, the sports teams in the town, and then as the you know, all right, we're coming back to commercial. So as they come back from commercial, the crowd is like booing the hell out of him because he just told all of them that all their sports teams suck, and he's reading the list of all the names of the moves that he that he that he perfected, that he created, and he's repeating them all: armbar and arm lock and. Figure four and figure five, like he was just going off about all these different, uh, different names. But the timing of it was couldn't have been more perfect, you know. Um, like I said, on television, when you could watch it, and he comes back commercial break, you would have thought that, you know, that they, that the crowd was just so sick of him hearing him call the moves. But in between the commercial break, he he ran down the sports team, so it was it was perfect timing. That I thought is it was pretty good. cool. I just remember when us and uh, we went to Hartford, uh, the Money Money in the Bank uh, match, and I'm, I just remember it was a uh, fucking um, shit. What's the name of the guy? The guitar, fucking, you know, Elias. Elias. So yep. Elias, Elias is doing a promo, and I'm like, if he says anything about Whalers, you know, I'm gonna fucking lose it, and he fucking yeah. did. Three minutes later, <laughs> you're like, he fucking did. I got motherfucker. Oh man, you don't mess with on teams. Yeah, you don't do I know. Sport. Yeah, the home, the home sports just don't do it. He was on a run that uh, he was on a run at that time where he was going through the sports teams. I remember he did a promo in Seattle with Kevin Owens where they where they blasted the Supersonics and the place <laughs> went nuts. It was like the most heat I'd ever heard a crowd produce in like the last like ten years. It was just it, the monstrous booze. Like you couldn't you couldn't hear yourself think. But anyway, that that uh, but yeah, that that uh, I wish I, I wish I I wish I knew about that earlier. But uh, Jericho was that promo. I just thought he just was random. I just I, I, he, I mean he yeah. like I said yeah. he went off the list <laughs> of all these different. Uh, That's funny though. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good too. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. These two have pretty good chemistry with their matches. I, I, both these guys could, could both uh, wrestle a paper bag. So yeah. Did they ever have like a, um, a pay-per-view showdown at all in, in any federation? Yeah, actually, um, WCW. These two had a match okay. at, at the Bash at the Beach pay-per-view that that they that they're promoting on this really Nitro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was actually a pretty damn good match. Was it for a title or anything? Um, I'm trying to think, who was the cruiserweight champion at that time? It was six. Yeah, six. Yeah. I don't think it was for a title. I think it was like bragging rights, or just you know, Ooh. like a maybe for a shot at the title. I don't remember to be to be exact, but this was Jericho's. This this was probably one of the last times he had wrestled as a cruiserweight during this period of time because I I believe it wouldn't be till I'd say 
the 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 late the latter part of 1997 where they turned him into a heel and he was um Actually, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm mistaken. He did wrestle the Cruiserweights a lot more after that, when, especially when he was a heel. He was going through all the masked wrestlers. Mysterio. Who, oh, who, yeah. And he was the Cruiserweight champion. He did the That was the angle with Malenko with the list. And the 1,004 holds. So, but this was... Oh, nice. Nice move. Double underhook. Wow. For the victory. I, I accept that. That was a great finish. Yeah, I that like that. That was a that. great finish. The reversals, the counters. And then he, the double underhook bridge. Ultimo Dragon. Close-up shot there. Yeah. As we go out of... I was hoping to see the Dragon Sleeper. And that was a fucking awesome finish. No, it was still a good finish. Yeah, that was a great finish. You though. don't see many guys using a finish like that, even during that period of time. Yeah. Back from commercial. Rabbit she looks like She kind of looked like that lady who kind of looked like um, British Bulldog's wife. I thought that was... Diana? I was, yeah, I was convinced I was oh, there for a second. Interesting. Yeah. Fucking love Lee Marshall. Lee Marshall on the it's road. It's criminal how underutilized he was in WCW. Criminal. He had a great voice. Yeah. I, I liked his work. Um, I didn't know he was Tony Tiger until about 10 years ago. Yeah. I never knew that. I know. I didn't know that either until, <laughs> until you know, a while back, years back. He was also play-by-play uh, -play in uh, the AWA yeah. towards the end, the very yeah. end. And the last time I ever saw him was... Uh, well, moment of wrestling the first season, the, like in 2000. Okay. Like, or like 2000. Okay. 2001. Oh, he was still doing some wrestling? Yeah, it was him and um, David McLean doing the commentating. Yep. In 2000? In 2000-ish, yep. So he probably, yeah, okay. Yep. So he but, was not with WCW by that point then? No. Okay. See, I didn't remember when he got let go or when. Looks like we're so going to get a, 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 a Four Horsemen promo maybe or a Ric Flair promo with the red carpet. So we see Gene Mean with the red carpet. We see Gene Mean. Uh, Santa. Oh, no, oh, it's Roddy right. Piper. Well, I got to turn the volume up for a Piper promo. I mean, it's Roddy Piper, for Christ's sakes. He's on the Mount Rushmore, the greatest talkers of all time. Let's, uh, let's. yeah, I mean, at least in my opinion, you, you, you think CM Punk's a better promo than him. <laughs> I was busting your balls. No, you weren't. You were fucking dead serious. I don't think I was. You were. You were dead serious. But let's listen yeah. to the greatness that is Roddy Piper. They very much aware of what took place last night at the Great American Bash. Between you and the nature boy, Ric Flair, you're two of the greatest stars in this great sport, two of the greatest stars we've ever seen in wrestling, and I've got to believe there's some kind of a misunderstanding. Well, I want to clear something up right away. Dennis Rodman, you cannot borrow my kill tonight. I don't care. And neither can the ones that are going. Now, in our fine sport, I've been around and I've been to the zoo a long time. And the shameful part ain't getting knocked down. The shameful part's not getting up. And I'm hearing all kinds of things about where was Flair. Uh, halfway through the tag match, Flair decided to go out and get his hair done. That's what somebody told me. Personally, I don't believe it. Ric Flair has been one of my best friends for that many years. <laughs> That's a lot of years. And I don't believe the rumors are saying about Ric Flair leaving me to the wolves in the ring. And next time I'm left to the wolves, I'm going to make a pair of slippers out of them. So what I want to do is I want to hear it from the horse's mouth himself if 
like the NWO B team. Yeah, I like this. It's like a little, it's like corner music. Yeah, a little bit. That's coming out. That's what I'm thinking. I was going to say Buff the Stuff, but I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Buff and Norton. It's, uh, it's interesting because I always had a soft spot for Scott Norton. I love Scott Norton. I thought I thought him and Buff as a, as a as a team as a part of you know the NWO. I thought it was yeah. a pretty. If if there was anybody, if you could have shrunk the NWO down, I would have gotten rid of Virgil, Stevie Ray. Um, I, I yeah, I would have. That's a good start. Uh, Horace Hogan, <laughs> fucking um, uh, Mike Rotunda. Yeah, he well yeah they got rid of him. <laughs> they got rid of Boss Man, Big, Big Bubba. Um, I would have gotten. Did Bubba ever really make it to NWO? I thought it was cool. kind of like the the joke where he tried to go in the NWO and it looked like he might finally be cool. in the chain. Uh, uh, Big Boss Man. Uh, where, they they started it first and then he eventually joined. Okay. And then they, they removed him out like of it. I forget they, why they, they pulled him out of the group. They just did. And then he became part of the Dungeon of Doom. Or, yeah. I don't remember. I, it was, see, Jeff Jarrett, Deborah, and... Mongo McMichael, who's uh, currently, you know, in bad fighting, shape. Is fighting yeah. for his life for, for the ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Have you seen some of the pictures lately? Some of the guys from, like, like Rick Flair's visited them, the Bears, I, uh, Mike Singletary, I know uh, I at least McMahon. saw one or, one or two photos. Yeah, he's, he's just, awful. He's in rough shape. He does not look at the same person. No, it's, it's awful. He, I mean, and it's happened so fast, too. Like, I mean, I would say within the last year, publicly... It's he's declined tremendously. I mean, he. The, I remember when I when it was last year, I believe, when I first found out that Mongo was was suffering from this from this awful disease. There was a picture of him with Ric Flair, and he was sitting like on, Mongo was sitting on a stool, but he had no use for his hands. His hands were just kind of like open, but like Ugh. the back of his hands were like resting on his knees. Yeah. And the article I was reading. Um, 
you know, he, he lost the use of his hands, so his wife had to do pretty, excuse me, had to pretty much do everything for him, even down to like light the cigarette. Because he couldn't drink, he couldn't eat, she had to feed him, you know, do all this other stuff. And then there's the, the decline continued to the point where the last picture I saw was a picture with him and uh, Mike Singletary, former uh, teammate on the Bears on the 85 uh, Super Bowl team. And Mongo, uh, you know, bedridden, can't, you know, can't move, just hardly recognizable. It's, it's, it's awful. And I didn't know this either until recently, but he's not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. See, Mongo and Michael, of course Yeah. Not. He was like, eh. Really? Yeah. Uh, he was nothing to go home about. Mike Singletary. Um, but he was a big part of that 85 Bears team. Yeah, but he wasn't like. If they didn't have them, they're still winning the championship. They're still yeah. the greatest team of all time. Maybe because I'm too young, I didn't remember much of my... For my first introduction to Steve McMichaels when they put him on Lawrence Taylor's team at yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah, put it in perspective. When, when, when he was on the Lawrence Taylor team, then people go, whoa! I, no, but I will say, though, when they did the angle where him and Kama had that like pull-apart brawl on that Monday Night Raw, that's when I was like, oh, he could probably be a wrestler like, full-time. But I'm just saying... And then he comes to WCW, he becomes a horseman. You know, even though I didn't really care for him as a horseman, he still was a fun personality. Yeah. I mean, he, he he had a personality on him, definitely. A gift of gab, if you will. He could talk. But wrestling-wise, I mean, there's there's Mongo Twitter accounts that are like dedication to like the botches that Mongo would have in some of these matches, which is... Hilarious, but you know, considering the circumstances, oh, yeah. right, considering the circumstances right now, people probably yeah probably yeah. wouldn't be but it was it'd be in poor taste to be posting stuff like that about his wrestling career. Yeah, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good ones that that, that were the funny music and stuff just to make doing all the some of the botches. Yeah. yeah, but you're right though. Now, of course, yeah, it's out of taste. Nice suplex. What'd you think of Jeff Jarrett as a horseman? Hated it. Yeah, I'm okay. I always hate Jeff Jarrett. I was never a big fan. And the only time I kind of sort sort of liked him was not during his matches, but during his promos of the J.E. The Double yeah, J? Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. That was pretty funny. I, I thought he that. did well with the Double J character. I mean, it, people hated him, and I thought he was a good... And he was hated for the right reasons. He, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he did a great job as a heel. I mean, he was my cup of tea. That, that's it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, not everyone. Yeah. yeah, not everyone, you know. I thought that they kind of forced... Um, and what he do? When he was slap nuts, that's when that was not good. WCW, yeah, yeah, that was forced. I get it. Like he was, I'll say this though, he was kind of catching a little fire when he cut his hair after he lost his hair in '98, and to in the hair match to X Pac, and he was nailing everybody with the guitar and you know the women. The, yeah, I just actually just today before I picked you up, I watched the Broken Skull with him and Steve Austin. Uh, wasn't really impressed. Uh, in terms of the, it's not anything I haven't heard before about his yeah. career, but um, they did show some clips of like when he hit Moolah and Mae Young with the guitars, and when he, was, when he was wrestling women against China. I thought that you know having a little edge to him definitely refreshed his character. Yeah. But um, in WCW, he didn't really do anything uh, toward at, at the end. Not this run, yeah. But but even like his w, uh, WWF run. Or W whatever. That that uh after China did he leave? Yeah, he left. He went to WCW okay. like the next I, night. I he showed remember, up on Nitro. Really? I can't remember him. And like, he blasted Bagwell with the guitar and then that's when eventually they they tried to reform the NWO with like him and Bret Hart. 
Hall and Nash. Do you remember that experiment? Kind of. The NWO two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. And then it all fell apart when Brett got con- Brett got a concussion yeah, and yeah. the whole Goldberg thing. Um, good mechanic in the ring. Uh, could get heat. I thought the Double J character was. It was like a ni- mid nineties version of Honky Tonk Man. You yeah, know, that's a good analogy. You know, because like Honky that. Talk Man was the, yeah. the, the, the Elvis impersonator. And, you know, people would... He would say, oh, I'm going to sing for you. And then he'd be like, no, nope, you don't deserve it. And he would use the guitar. And then when Double J did it, I thought it was pretty good. Match to see how Razor Ramon, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. You know, pretty good stuff. I liked that Razor feud. Yep. That was fun. Roadie. I didn't his, like the Shawn Michaels one that much. But, uh, but Yeah. You didn't like the Michaels one that much? Nah. How come? He just knew who was going over. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, true. Like, 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 I really thought Razor and, and, and I actually, I'm looking back at more shot how dominant um, Jeff was in that feud than, than, than he was for, over Razor. But I really thought that was going to be like a 50-50, like, like this is really close. Like, yeah. Like, like feud where, but you just knew who was going to win between Johnny Boy and, and, and Jeff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, looking back on it a mile away, you could probably figure out Shawn Michaels was taking the title. But what was he? I'm shocked about. He never stopped me from 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 wrong. But did he ever have a, a pay per view where he was going for the championship? Jarrett. Yeah. In WCW, he won the world no, 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 title. No, 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 no. I'm talking WWF. Not main of uh, heavyweight. Yeah, heavyweight. Yeah. No, he was he was pretty much in the mid card. I did find that shocking. To yeah, the truth. he was so over as a heel. Yeah, I mean, well, at that time, that roster was so limited. Oh, wait a minute, what do we got here? Oh, oh, tombstone. Mongo turns on him. Oh, and he's out of the Horseman. See you later. Was he at W O? I don't remember that at all. Mongo wasn't. Okay. They just there was there was this ongoing storyline with him and Jarrett where. Flair endorsed Jarrett as a member of the end as a sorry as a member of the Four Horsemen, and Mongo didn't agree with it. And Deborah liked Jarrett, but Mongo didn't. And there was always friction between the two of them. And I believe there were matches where Mongo Jarrett had to beat Mongo and Benoit to. This was a weird period of time during the, for the Four Horsemen on television because Flair had been hurt. He was out for a while. Arn Anderson pretty much was retired, but yeah. unofficially. So it was like Jarrett, Mongo, and Benoit that were representing the group. And then when Flair did come back, he had no association with the Horsemen. He just would he tagged with Piper and wrestled the NWO a few times. So this was their way of, I guess, kind of writing Jarrett out. Actually, it's funny because on that same Broken Skull I just watched with Jarrett this morning... Um, the idea behind him being a part of the Horseman was was that he eventually was going to feud with Flair. Um, but because there was so much talent on the roster and politics and different things that factored in, Jarrett and Flair never really got to have that blow-off match. Uh, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that the NWO kind of... The Four Horsemen was seen as like... It was like a mid-card angle at this point. They were mid-card all the way, with the exception of Flair. All of them were bouncing around the mid card, and Flair would do his thing against the NWO, or even his stuff with Piper here. So it was just kind of seen as less than. This was the, this was probably the. I wouldn't say the worst incarnate. Yeah, I I didn't like this version <laughs> of the Horseman. I didn't. How about um, 
Paul Roma? Yeah, you know what's going. In theory, I I understand why they did it. And they wanted to make a guy. Okay. In theory, I understand. But the execution of it. Yeah. And the fact that they were baby faces, I think it was poor. That's right, they were baby faces. Yeah. <laughs> Flair, it was Flair, Arn, and Roma, and then Ole was supposed to be the manager, but that lasted for like a week. And so then it was just the four horsemen, but with three guys. They never had a fourth member. And they were feuding with the Hollywood Blondes, which was a great tag team. Yeah. Me personally, I would have dumped Roma, and then Flair and Anderson endorse Austin and Pillman and make them the four horsemen. That That would have been a badass four horsemen right there. Or... You dump Roma. At that time, they had Barry Windham as a part of the as, in WCW, but he was he was in a singles, he was in a singles role, feuding with the Horsemen. Put Windham back in the Horsemen, and then make Dustin Rhodes a member of the Horsemen. Imagine the dynamic you would have there. Dustin as a Horseman, his father feuded with these guys for so many years. Yeah. He joins the group his father was the arch rival of, and then maybe that's how you can introduce Dusty into the fold. That's interesting. That would have been an interesting. Interesting concept. You see the NWO here. Let's play the ad for this for the t-shirts. NWO, live shirt. Get it this week. Get your NWO for life t-shirt for only 20 bucks. Just call 1-800-NWO-0242. Fly the new colors. New world order. Look what we had. The preceding Nelson has been paid for by the new world order. Classic stuff there. The The... the the voiceover with the black and the white. I thought that was really innovative and creative way of uh, of uh, inserting the NWO onto the show. Yeah. And I think we are getting towards the, the end, this main event here. We're going to see Hogan and Rodman. Uh, they have challenged Luger and the Giant. Luger and the Giant have accepted, so... This is the this will be the the closing segment of this this episode. I do like how Robin has a Robin shirt. That's really funny to me. Yeah, that's really good. It's funny. And before, when he came out in the beginning of the show, he had an NWO shirt that said "Bite Me" on it. Yeah. And now he's got a Rodman shirt with the NWO. Those things sold like hotcakes too. And the NWO, yeah. I mean, from what I gather, oh, I, I mean, the NWO shirts still sell. On uh, on the WWE side, I want that this. jacket. I, I totally forgot about that. Remember that jacket? What jacket? I don't know. It was on WrestleMania. We were watching WrestleMania together, and, and then it was like your your wife showed like a jacket. It was like female was wearing it, but it was also a male version of it too. It was like an NW jacket. It was a it was fire. Was it? Did it just have the logo? Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, so it was like the old starter jacket. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are popular. Yeah, yeah I, I see. So those bad. are those are expensive though. I've seen those. those hundred bucks. There's yeah. a group that called they're called Chalkline, and they do a lot of like retro um, throwback stuff. They make like mesh like oh, basketball. Yeah, I'll sh- I'll send you the link. Chalkline Apparel. They um, they do a lot of retro stuff. They make like shorts, like basketball shorts, and there's actually a pretty cool. This is pretty cool. There's a a purple macho king basketball jersey that i want to get and it says macho king on it and it's got his face on the front and then on the back i think there's like a number i don't know if it's like one or zero yeah. or something like that and it says like macho king like it's like 80 bucks but it's pretty fucking cool um wouldn't that be awesome actually if, it, if it's there two and then it says like uh 
Wait, wait, what was it? Too cold to the, the hold? But anyway. Yeah, oh, be, is, yeah, yeah, one of the catchphrases. Yeah. Too hold. Yeah, too hold. And, too yeah, cold to yeah. hold. Yeah. Too hot to handle. Too cold to hold. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, Chalkline does all kinds of stuff. They have like um, like joggers, like sweats, or like satin, like athletic pants. That um, I'll, I'll show you the link later. But uh, there's like, t- like Shawn Michaels tights with yeah. the hearts and stuff. You could buy. But they're expensive. They go for like a hundred something bucks. Like. It's not cheap at all. Um, Hogan Rodman getting ready to get it on with uh, with with Luger and the Giant. So let's take a listen. With the madness in the back room and the Macho Man, ooh yeah, said go out and jump, Flexi Lexi and that big stinky Giant. We heard him talking in the back. We heard them when their voice quivered and the dirty dog said it ain't nothing but talk because they can't walk the walk. How bad do you want to beat them up, bruh? I'm ready. Let's get it on, baby. Hollywood. Let's get it on, Hollywood. I'm ready, Hollywood. He's ready. We'll stay out here all night long until you cowards come out here. Get out here and take the beat you can deserve. I'm doing the media again. Get out of here. What's that? Here they go. Yeah. Well, I mean, this. Two minutes. Two minutes. I still have to say to John. Flex. You know what? You know what? I wasted my time. I got somebody to go tonight. You know, I don't want to be here all night. So let's get the hell out of here. Wait a hold on a second. And where are Luger and the Giant? You got me. I think that, I don't think this was like an unofficial match. Uh, or I don't think it was an official match. I'd say I think it was just like a confrontation, like come out and fight us. Not necessarily a match per se. Yeah. 
Fans are popping, but they're throwing trash in there. It's weird. Damn, those some elbows. couldn't spell NWO. Did you notice that? <laughs> Robin spelled no and then Hogan had to write the W at the end. No way! Yeah! He must have just forgotten or like got lost in the moment. You know what? If 10,000 people were looking at me, maybe I was... Yeah, Look at that mess. If I'm the giant in Luger, I, I, yeah, get me out of this thing. Think of what? Well, that's disgusting. is the end of our Monday Nitro watch along here on Kicking Out It 2. What did you think of the episode? Very smooth. Very smooth. Episode. Yeah? Yeah, that went down easy. Yeah. I, I always get worried about because there were, me especially, I, I remember things that were, that were like the last thing. So I remember WCW being pretty shitty. And that's, I forget the good stuff. I really yeah. That, 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 so I was worried but but now I'm very glad I saw it because that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Like I yeah. said, it was something. I, I was an episode I remember, you know, distinctly watching as a young teenage Dave Rosenbluth, and it was a lot of fun. I remember that Monday night. It was summertime. It's 
school just got out, you know. I got to stay up late and watch Nitro, you know. I still, my parents still tried to, actually, what was it, 14 at that time? 97. I was still sharing a bedroom. It was, you know, it was four Rosenbluth boys, and we had a three-bedroom house. So, I was still sharing a bedroom with Daryl. So, we didn't have a TV in our room at the time. Uh, but then as I got old, as I, the year went on, I got, you know, my own bedroom. Daryl, I think they moved the TV room to make his bedroom. And then I eventually got a TV and I could stay up late and watch Nitro and Raw and things like that. But we didn't have a TV in our room. So usually, uh, it was bedtime, but I remember this particular episode was one of the first ones that summer I got to stay up late and watch it. So, uh, yeah, I know I was 14 and my parents put a limitation on us. Trust me. Uh. You know, there's a lot of parents out there that used to do that back in the day. Unlike parents out there today that let their kids do whatever the fuck they want, and then they just shoot up a school. You yeah, know what I mean? So, um, but I'm not going to get on that rant. But uh, let's 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 put this one down for the three count. Uh, and uh, next time, you'll be back, right? Yeah. Come back next time. We're gonna watch the June 30th episode of WCW Monday Night Show. So two weeks following the one we just watched, live from the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And that is the night that Kurt Henning debuted for WCW. I believe that was also the same night that Raven made his debut for WCW as well. So, pretty loaded Nitro on that show. I believe the main event of that show was Sting, or was Luger, DDP, and the Giant against Savage, Hall, and Nash. Um, so, there's a lot going on in that episode of Nitro that we'll get to watch with all of you. Um, in just a few weeks here on Kicking Out at Two. So with that being said, I think it's officially time we put this show down for the three count, and we will see you all next time.